on Midtown Radio, your weekly source for KW music, arts, and event listings. My name is Allison Dijak, and I'm super excited to be back again for another Thursday night here. We want to begin our program by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional and contemporary stolen territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people, as well as the Haldeman Tract, land promised to the Six Nations that runs six miles on each side of the Grand River. Now, our show will be live every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. on midtownradio.ca. So hello to all of our listeners out there or anyone that might be listening on demand later in the week. And every single week on On The Scene, we are checking out a different venue in town from bars to restaurants to street corners to anything that's kind of fun with some fun stuff going on. We want to do some live broadcasting here. So tonight, we are in beautiful Belmont Village at Arabella Park. Arabella Park Beer Bar is such a great spot in town. It's down the street from my house, and it's a lot of fun broadcasting here for the evening. Now tonight, uh, Derek, my usual co-host, is off DJing. He's having a 90s night at Grand Trunk Saloon in downtown Kitchener. So I am joined by Matt Rappolt on the sound. Hello, Matt. Allison Dijak, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> that sounded very official. <laughs> For listeners out there, Matt is also my husband. So <laughs> that sounded very official. I have to be official. I'm trying to fill Derek's very big shoes. That's true. That's true. He does a good job. He's he a good co-host. He does a great job. <laughs> He's a great co-host. He's a great sound person. He's a fantastic DJ. So yeah. I got to bring my A game here. Yeah. I got to make sure I'm at the top. Exactly. Well, excited to have you with me tonight at Arabella. And like, what a good spot. We come here a lot. It's, uh, it's really fun. Our neighborhood has a little monthly hangout here. We've come for date nights here. What do, you, what do you remember about coming to Arabella Park for the first time? Do you remember the first time you came here? I feel like the first time coming here was actually for a Midtown Radio meeting or oh maybe yeah. a meetup, I think. And I just remember walking in and seeing their monumental beer selection yeah. and feeling like I was in heaven. Yeah. Like this is the type of place that I've always wanted to like live around the corner from. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty wild that actually we live around the corner from this place. Yeah, it's very like classic like neighborhood watering hole right but like but also like a bit of a classier vibe kind of you know it's not like that traditional like pub kind of thing i don't know i, <laughs> I was trying to think ill about the traditional no, pub. but it's i was trying to think too. i was trying to think of what word to use but like it just has like really cool decor there's house plants everywhere the people that work here are super cool and have awesome tattoos <laughs> and like they're just like very amazing people like I really I really like coming here it just like feels like feels like a good vibe yeah absolutely um, and yeah. I think that like it's got a really nice modern feel that's what it is that's what I was trying to say that's all good I, I got it with like the tattoos and such although I will say traditional pubs probably have their own tattoos which have their own merit um, but I will say probably what, top three patios in town? Yeah, it's a huge patio. I don't think it was that big before the pandemic, but during the pandemic, they like took over a parking lot 
And it is just like, there's probably like 50 people out on the patio on a busy night, probably even more in the summer. And it's just like, that's the spot to be basically. Like as soon as like the sun comes out in May, like as soon as we get a warm day, it's like everyone flocks to the, the, to, to Arabella's patio. Honestly, like we've gotten texts from friends before that are like, we're going to go get a table, meet us there in an hour or something. Like, cause it's such a coveted spot to be. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And especially like for Bestival, uh, which we were mm-hmm. around for a couple weekends ago. Um, that was like, it felt like I was in Toronto. Yes. It felt like I was in like a big city where everybody was out on the patio. There was tons of people in the street. There mm-hmm. was live music. Like it had a real urban kind of like big city feel. Yeah. I loved it. I was there for it. Yeah. For being like, kind of like it's in Belmont Village which like has a lot of stuff happening but not always late at night so for being its own in its kind of own corner you know late on a Friday night or something like it's very it's very busy it feels very lively uh, which I really really like for not being like right in the downtown are you ready for my hot Arabella take though Uh oh okay it's a it's it's a spicy one okay you know the mural on the outside of yeah. Arabella? Yeah. I do slightly miss the old <laughs> mural that was out there. I think it was like some sort of like uh, like Italian yeah. scene. Yeah, I think it was because because Vincenzo's used to be like in this block. It was like next door. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that went with the Vincenzo's yes. vibe. And then it like maybe didn't match the like modern beer hall vibe. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I also say like I've no disrespect to the mural that's yeah, out it's there because it's gorgeous. Mural, yeah. And I mean, I think it's the same artist who did the staircase in downtown Kitchener. Like that type of like block color. Is that similar artist? I don't think they've done one in Go- in Gowdy's Lane. I'm oh. blanking on the name right now. Um, but yeah, I'm it's blanking beautiful. on the name. It's beautiful. But, but I just like that had a certain sort of like, I don't know, old school <laughs> Belmont <charm>. Village vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. The, the, op- and the historical Belmont yes, Village The vibe. village. The village. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely didn't fit with the modern like beer hall vibe, but like I always had a bit of a soft spot for that. Yeah. Yeah. This, this goes well though. This goes well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be back here tonight. It's always a fun place to be. It's super packed down on the main floor. We're up on the mezzanine tonight and really excited for our show. Uh, over the next hour, we'll be spinning lots of local music from Western Swing Authority, Tree Phones, and Amanda Kind. Uh, we'll also be talking about some upcoming events in town this weekend. Oktoberfest is back. There's some fun beer events going on. A radio drama come to life. And we'll also be chatting with two special guests. Roshan James, a local poet, visual artist and musician she just released her newest book of poetry called pink moon so we're really excited to hear more about this release and in the second half of our show we'll be chatting with ben metcalf who is the sellerman from arabella park and co-owner here so we'll hear all about the time and love that goes into making this place so amazing So we are going to kick things off with some music here. We're going to hear from local band Western Swing Authority with their song, Happy Chickens. You've been strutting around with your free-range buddies out there on the ground. 
Because can't you see I got every little thing you want Happy chicken stable eggs Pucker up that beak, give me something sweet And I'll knock you off of them little feet Wanna get lucky, lucky, there's more round rules of eggs Happy chicken stable eggs I tell you Now you and me, we used to be a spicy recipe Hotter than the double hot at good old head bees But you've been getting your kicks, chasing other chicks And I'm holding before the daylight, there's a chopping block back behind this barn. Happy chickens lay more eggs. Hug her up that beat, give me something sweet, and I'll knock you off of them little feet. Wanna get lucky, lucky, there's some rule around rules and rays. Happy chickens lay more eggs. just heard Happy Chickens by Western Swing Authority here on On the Scene on MidtownRadio.ca. Western Swing Authority is actually playing this evening at the Gockle Street Oktoberfest block party. Um, they hit the stage at 7.30, so if you're listening now and you want to hear some Western Swing Authority, I guess you can stop listening to our show and go see some live music. <laughs> uh, Oktoberfest is hosting this big block party tonight on Gockle Street in downtown Kitchener. Music goes on until 10.30. So if you head over, apparently there is a very large heated beer garden, beer tent. Um, you can grab door tickets for $30 and have a night of live music and some fun celebrations for Oktoberfest. Well, welcome back to On The Scene on Midtown Radio. If you're just joining us, hello, my name is Allison Dijak. I'm here tonight with Matt Rappelt. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we're live broadcasting here at Arabella Park in Belmont Village. Over the next hour on our show, we'll be talking all things KW, arts and culture. We've got events coming up this weekend, more music from great local bands and musicians, and we're chatting with some special guests this evening. Local artist Roshan James and Ben Metcalf, sellerman and co-owner here at Arabella Park. We were chatting about this before the show, and I still can't believe that's an actual job title. Sellerman. That's a great job title. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with What's him What's your about position? It. I'm the Sellerman. Yeah. Almost sounds like a super <laughs> like a superhero name. He has a business card with that on it. It's it says like Ben Sellerman. It says co-owner and Sellerman Arabella <laughs> Park. But yeah, I creeped his Instagram and I found it. That's fantastic. <laughs> so I'm excited. It should be I a fun I wonder if you chat. can like go as a Sellerman for like, I don't know, like dress up for that. Like what's the costume for a Maybe I'll ask Hipster. Ben that question. <laughs> Hipster vibes, I don't know. <laughs> um, but you're getting ahead of the interviews and the questions. We got to talk about some events. 
as always, on On The Scene. We love chatting about everything that's going on in the city. I'm always blown away by the amount of events, arts events, live music, theater, cool performances, so many things going on. It's pretty wild that we live in this city that has so many things to do, so many options uh, for live events. So I have two that I wanna highlight. No, three actually, two and a half. Um, So this month, the Civil, like the pizza place in downtown Kitchener, is coming back with Civil Cinema in October. Um, they have scary movies, or like like Halloween-themed movies, for the month of October. They did this last year, too. Every Saturday night, the movie starts at 10 p.m. It's free admission, free popcorn, and they have specialty-themed cocktails as well. So this Saturday, they're going to kick things off with Friday the 13th, Part eight. I didn't even what? know there was part eight. I straight up thought there was just one. There is Friday the 13th, part <laughs> eight. Uh, next weekend, a favorite of mine, Beetlejuice. So good. Uh, October 21st, Scream, the 1996 version. And the last one, October 28th, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. So, Have you seen that one, Allison? No. You know, I don't like scary movies. I like, I will, I would go see Beetlejuice because it is not scary. It's just like spooky. But no, I'm not a scary movie person. However, I do appreciate that The Civil is doing this cool, like, spooky movie night thing. It's cool, like, for a restaurant to just, like, also have a movie night. Yeah, that's so. great. It's fun. I'm glad they brought that back this year. Um, I'm also excited this weekend because. The Hop On Waterloo Region, I'm going to say it's a beer bus, is running this weekend, I think for the first time. So have you follow, Have you seen this on social media at I've all? I've seen a little bit about it. I mean, I'm okay. not a huge social media person, Fair. so but I think it's a great idea. Yeah, so I've been following it um, for the past like month. They started popping up in my Instagram feed. Um, so Hop On Waterloo Region, they um, started by, I think, one of the people that worked at TWB Brewery. Um, They're running a beer bus, which basically is like shuttling people back and forth between some different local breweries. So they're going to be going to Counterpoint, Shortfinger, TWB, and Twas Now, which is a brand new brewery. I think it's like run out of someone's garage, actually. Very cool. I've also been following that one a little bit. So... You've been following it. Is there any relation to Twas Now the band? I don't know. I would have to ask. I'm not sure. We need to get them on. Like, let's get Twas Now and Twas That'd Now. That'd be good. On. That'd be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Future on the scene. I like that. We're brainstorming here. We're like live. We're shooting things back yeah. and forth. Perfect. We're planning. It's great. Perfect. <laughs> um, but this beer bus is basically going to be going back and forth between these four breweries all day. Um, the first stop is at 1 p.m. leaving TWB. Then they're just gonna like keep do the, doing this big loop and they'll run until 8 p.m. So a whole day you can hang out at breweries in the afternoon, in the evening. Um, it's just five dollars wow. and you can ride the bus as many times as you want. And also these breweries are gonna have food trucks, live entertainment uh, all throughout the day. And there's also a passport you can fill out. There's like little challenges to do at each one. And if you fill it out, you can win some prizes from the breweries. So yeah, it's a really nice way to support these breweries that like aren't right in the middle of downtown, sometimes a little bit harder to get to. 
um, and just, yeah, just support local. Like I love, love these breweries, Counterpoint, Shortfinger, TWB, and Twas Now. They seem lovely, even though I haven't met them. Um, just really, really nice to, to support them. All the proceeds go to the breweries. So. Amazing. And we do have such a great local craft beer scene yes. here in Kitchener-Waterloo. So, you know, we're so lucky to have that. Let's make sure we support. Yeah, exactly. And then lastly, um, Oktoberfest is kicking off. I mean, there's been a few Oktoberfest things happening last weekend. But Oktoberfest is going hard this weekend. Is this uh, the half event? You said half? two and a half. Yeah, this is like, I don't have details about it, but like, we're going to talk about it. I don't have details, but Oktoberfest is happening. Um, if you haven't experienced Kitchener Oktoberfest, there is so much to do. There's like family friendly events during the day. There's more drinking, kind of partying, live music stuff at night. Um, more traditional German gatherings, but also like just come see a rock band for the night and eat a pretzel or something. There's there's a nice variety, a little bit for everyone. Um, and I know that uh, Justine Sparling from the Dog Friendly KW podcast has already purchased her dog's Lederhosen oh costume for uh, Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah, so dog. people are getting ready for it. It's going to be a big event, and yeah. you better if you're going to show up there, you got to bring your A game, just like I'm doing here for Derek. You got to bring your A game to Oktoberfest. <laughs> bring that Lederhosen yeah. and the hat with the feather. Exactly. Well. Folks can check out Oktoberfest.ca, Oktoberfest with a K, uh, if they want some more event info to figure out what's going on. But we are, like I said, so, so lucky to live in such a vibrant community with hundreds of events happening every weekend. Make sure to check some out and support our local art scene. Well, aside from talking about events and local venues, Truly our favorite thing to do on On The Scene is to chat with folks that are contributing to our local arts and entertainment scene and doing really cool stuff to make KW an awesome place to live. So I'm very excited to chat with my first guest. Roshan James is a Tibetan Indian multidisciplinary artist, poet and musician, living as a settler in Southwestern Ontario. As part of the South Asian diaspora, Roshan researches and experiments to create work that embodies decolonization, identity, timelessness, mindfulness, purpose, and healing. Entrenched in her work is anti-oppression advocacy and representation of marginalized queer and melanated voices to help dismantle colonial capitalistic systems. You may have seen her work around downtown Kitchener, including a mural on the Gawkle block. And she just released a new book of poetry called Pink Moon. We can't wait to hear more about it. So welcome to On The Scene, Roshan. Thank you so much, Matt and Allison. I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, so excited. Honestly, when I saw the book release, like we got to talk about that uh, very exciting congratulations I appreciate that so much yeah, yeah it's been a very interesting and cool experience just <laughs> to see everybody's response and hear people's response to the book wonderful yeah. so I'm curious you didn't grow up in KW Correct. how long have you been here so moved to the region in 2007 so I've oh, actually cool. been here for quite a while yeah. but yeah just you know getting to know the region in the first few years got married here back in the day mm. um had kids kind of settled down and then 
I was working in the region as well too, um, mm. at different companies, insurance cool. companies and tech companies. Um, but yeah, um, just over the last 10 or so years really started to focus more on my creative work, starting with literary arts and poetry and then continuing to just explore and branch out into visual arts and mm-hmm. um, reconnecting with music because that was actually kind of my first language. So, oh, cool. yeah. Did you find when you moved here, when you started to get into that art scene, was it easy to make connections within the art scene or did you have to kind of like seek it out, like find the little pockets of people doing things in town? That's such a great question because I think it really has evolved quite mm-hmm. a bit. Like yeah, if I look back, 2007. oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Yeah, so almost like a decade and a half ago, mm-hmm. I guess, if you do the math. Um, yeah, it was so different from what I experienced back then. Um, much, like there were, there were definitely things happening. There were different groups activating and coming together and forming collectives. Because a lot of the collectives that you see and hear about uh, currently across the region started like, you know, a decade or two ago. Yeah. And then you see that they're still around and they're still thriving and flourishing, which is amazing. Um, Kafka comes to mind as yeah, one of those, right? Yeah. Um, but when I first came to the region, I wasn't aware of some of these groups. So, yeah, it's been, it's taken a while to kind of get to know the scene and who does what and the different ways the groups kind of collaborate and come together mm-hmm. and where there's natural intersections and synchronicity and where, you know, there's definitely room for more and so much potential as well, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking at, as all of us went through the pandemic and kind of coming out on the other side, um, I think looking around the region, it seems like there are so many emerging artists mm-hmm. and creatives overall, and it's incredible to see the richness and the diversity yeah. of the talent. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Even I grew up here, but then moved away for a while, mm. and then moved back here five years ago, and. Even within that five years, I feel like things have really, really evolved. Yeah, some of the bigger kind of staple events in town, like Pinch, I'm thinking, for example, or like Greenlight Arts doing a lot more theater recently. Like there's just so many, so many more things happening and all this kind of cross-pollination, people getting involved with lots of different things and then collaborating or recommending like oh I went to this now you should go to this or I saw this artist and they are kind of have connections with this artist so you should go see them as well and it's been really nice to see kind of the spirit of like collaboration within Mm -hmm. the community as well within the the kind of arts community here really really Mm -hmm. amazing to see the growth so quickly absolutely Mm -hmm. I think people are thirsty for it you know after being isolated for so long you really realize um, how important the arts are to mm-hmm. just overall well-being and that sense of community and gathering and it's like a glue that connects mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. But you don't realize what it is until you can't access it yeah. and it's taken <laughs> away and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, I really would love to see live music or, mm-hmm. you know, go to a gallery opening and I feel like all of that feels so much more 
precious now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I feel like we're, we're paying attention to it in a different way, which is wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about your art and what's mm-hmm. bringing you joy as you're creating art. Um, yeah. You said you started as a poet and a writer mostly. Um, when did yes. you start sort of exploring poetry? So I feel like it had been on my heart for a while. Like I've always enjoyed poetry. I studied literature, um, went to school for English and economics as well, which is a different (laughs) rabbit hole to climb down one day. Um, Yeah, I started um, just experimenting and trying little bits of verse um, just around the time I started having kids, actually. And I don't know if there really, if there probably is some sort of energetic correlation to the different experiences there. Um, Becoming a mother, learning more about myself, really seeing my self and my identity reflected through my kids but also challenged by my kids so Mm. all of a sudden there was a lot to write about and a lot to process and I found that poetry was a very natural um, process for me to create through Mm. and I really enjoyed working with the written word and it as much as it's um, writing for the page, but also to be performed, there's an aspect of sculpting to it as mm-hmm. well, too. And so I see it as like a visual art form, um, two-dimensional, three-dimensional, kind of crosses over a lot of things for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's incredible that you are a multidisciplinary artist. You know, you have the writing and poetry, performing it as well creating visual art and creating music that sort of goes with all of these things do you find that there's ever connections between the pieces that you work on like would you maybe write a poem and then there's a a visual art piece that that comes along with it or a song and then that translates itself Mm -hmm. into a painting absolutely yeah I find that anytime I'm in that creative zone or in that flow state Inevitably, I'm working across mediums and streams of things. Mm. And, you know, I, I might be working on a painting or something like that in the studio. And I'm usually jotting down little bits of words and phrases that yeah. come to me and piecing things tr- together. And it's a bit of like therapy for me, I guess. Mm. Um, very much like free therapy, which is amazing. Um, mm. But also, um, research okay. real time yeah. research mm-hmm. and I'm pulling things out from like within myself and examining them in real time and then figuring out okay how do I process this what do I, what do I use to express it and mm-hmm. so that's usually where things cross over mm-hmm. different cool. practices basically yeah. Yeah. I love that um, so for your new book, your new collection, uh, it's called Pink Moon. Yes. And um, I know that the book is strongly inspired by your heritage, your family, also a lot of ties to nature. Yes. Uh, when did you write the first poem for uh-huh. this? When did that sort of come about? So last spring, I was uh, spending a lot of time thinking about my ancestry and all of the things that I hadn't really connected with as I was growing up. So my parents, um, they were immigrants, 
to Canada in the 70s. They met here. They tried their like very best to set my brother and up, my brother and I up for success. But a lot of that ended up translating into, you know, not really connecting with our culture so much. And so that's been um, something that's been very important to me over the last few years. So thinking about all of that, really digging into um, Tibetan history and art and culture and ancient Indian practices and rituals and learning about all of that, that's what was playing on my mind at the time. Um, and at around the same time, I was also digging into the history and documentation around a very specific event that happened in our family's history. So. Okay. Um, there was um, the Air India Flight 182 bombing that happened in 1985, and my aunt was a passenger on that flight. Um, it left from uh, Montreal, and it was taking passengers across to England, and then eventually to India, I think was its final destination. Um, and it ended up uh, going down just over the Atlantic, so North Atlantic, just outside of, or off the coast of Ireland. And um, at the time, I just really thought about it as like a family tragedy, something that had affected us personally. I didn't understand really, um, I was too young to understand, yeah. but I still remember the, the, that time and what happened. Um, mm. But I didn't understand the broader national and international significance of the event mm. until I started looking back more recently. So last year at that time, I just sat down one evening and started writing about my aunt and reflecting mm. on her and my memories about her and out poured this poem called Spirit of Her. Mm. And that poem, I, I almost never do this, so it was a bit interesting actually to, yeah. to track what happened with this. I wrote it and then I recorded it almost immediately oh, okay. as spoken word and literally I never do that. Yeah. So that was a new thing at the time and since then I've been working with M. Greiner as a life coach and a vocal coach. So I sent this track off to her and I didn't even listen to it. I just sent it to her. <laughs> I was like, here's this thing that I did. Yeah. And she ended up sharing it with Michael Holmes who took an interest in it and we ended up starting to work on a manuscript and Michael works with ECW Press. So okay. um, wow. that was kind of the, the start of yeah. Pink Moon. Started with Spirit of Her connecting to Ancestry but also that event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was so curious about when you're putting a collection of poems together, like, are you kind of picking a topic and then writing, writing, writing to fill out the book? Or are you writing 15 poems and then going, oh, these maybe could be packaged together. So yeah. with this, you were kind of taking the one and then did other poems just spring off from that kind of theme? And It can happen in so many different ways. So mm. with this one... Spirit of Her really anchored the idea of starting to work on a collection because I hadn't really thought about that up until that point. Mm -hmm. So I did have pieces that I had written, you know, I usually send myself little notes also through email. So I started actually going through all the material that I had collected and had yeah. jotted down in my notebook and realized that in addition to Spirit of Her, there were all of these other complementary pieces because I had been sitting and thinking about these topics in that period of time. Yeah. So it sort of 
came together and cohesed very naturally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like thinking about nature as a big component of my process. So connecting with nature allows me to look at things more mindfully and through meditation I feel like I can tap into deeper aspects of my identity so all of that kind of just got thrown together (laughs) in this soup of a manuscript and uh, worked with Michael and ECW and the team there to shape it into Pink Moon. Yeah I'm curious about the title. Um, Uh, It's like beautiful imagery like Thank you. pink moon I don't know it's so dreamy mm. it's like kind of romantic it's yes. just like but also the nature connections like it's a very intriguing title where Thank did that you. connection come from uh, well so the pink moon period of last year oh. that was the very specific period when period of time when all of this was kind of happening mm. and I also felt very connected and in tune with um, the cycles of the moon and I was just starting to learn more about about that um, and astrology and all sorts of different things really at that time so um, it did feel like it kind of it, it's it came to me and felt very magical and a lot of what I was experimenting with at the time kind of it spoke to that and really the name basically evokes the overall sense of mystery and wonder yeah yeah Yeah. I love that's a great way to describe it yeah (laughs) mystery and wonder I just see it and I'm like oh I wonder what's the what what's in the book you know it's a very intriguing title um how many pieces are in the collection oh that's a good question (laughs) let me maybe that's a tricky one flip to the table (laughs) of contents (laughs) Roshan has the book with us I have it here (laughs) for reference there's, I'm going to say, because we don't have them, like, numbered. really numbered, numbered <laughs> but there's, like, over 20 okay. for sure. Yeah. Getting into, like, the 30-ish range. Wonderful. And some are long, some are short. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't really restrict myself format-wise. Yeah. Um, I do like to just see what, see what makes sense, basically, mm. for Wonderful. the sentiment. Yeah. 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 Now you had a wonderful book launch in Toronto back in September. It was moderated by Ashe Dalvi, who's been a guest on our show as well. Ashe's amazing. Um, Yeah. How (laughs) how did the book launch go? How did it feel doing that launch in in downtown Toronto? So surreal. So Toronto is my hometown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was born and raised in Scarborough. So um, launching at Queen Books down in Leslieville, uh, very close to where I grew up, mm-hmm. um, where we spent a lot of time as well in my childhood. So it felt very nostalgic for me, very much like a homecoming and a perfect spot to to launch Pink Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an awesome event overall. It was amazing to see people show up and support the book met lots of new folks and new connections and I thought the conversation was um, just very comfortable and also lovely to have with Ashe so they they asked amazing questions so we really dug deep on the intention behind specific pieces uh, we both read poems from the book as nice. well Wow. And uh, dressed up in saris. I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> he 
huge shout out to Abby Darling who created just the most magical duster mm. for me to wear out of a sari. It was very cool. Wonderful. Um, yeah, Ashley looked spectacular as mm. well. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was very surreal though too. Some of these moments when you're going through them, because you don't really like expect some of these things to happen yeah. as you're launching something. You know, exactly. you kind of like do it. You hope for the best, and you wait and see what the yeah. response is going to be like. Yeah. So, um, so far, I feel very encouraged and supported, and incredibly grateful mm. for the opportunity to to share and to talk about the the overall narrative and the intentions behind this collection. Wonderful. And where can people get the book locally if they want mm. to check it out? I yes. know it's at Indigo, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Also probably at independent bookstores as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So highly encourage you to choose your favorite independent bookstore mm. to support. Um, we've got some great ones in the region. Wordsworth, obviously, um, the book is available at Indigo and basically wherever you would buy a book. Wonderful. So, yeah. It's there. It's there. Perfect. Well, very exciting. Any Thank other you. local events going on for the book launch or a bit of a pause yes. for now? Um, it's going to be a busy few weeks, I think, and yeah. then uh, trying to take a bit of a break over the holidays, go quiet in December, and then pick things up again in the new year. Wonderful. Um, trying to take a slower approach to the rollout, just so we can um, sit with the book, sit with different folks, and gather yeah. together. So there will be other events in the region as well as across Ontario. The next couple of things, so I'm hosting an open mic night at the Paris Bohemian Gallery as part of Culture Days on October 14th. Very excited about that. I would love, like anybody who has poetry and wants to share it, please come. It's a free event. Would love to see you there. And um, I'm very, very grateful to be speaking and sharing poetry as well at the upcoming Black and Gold Gala for the Kitchener Waterloo Art Gallery on October 19th. Wonderful. Yeah, two amazing events. <laughs> thank Fantastic. You. Well, thank you so much, Roshan. It was amazing to hear more about your book. I'm looking forward to digging into it at some point. Um, yeah, just sounds you, like really incredible stories that'll be really meaningful in a lot of different ways. I appreciate that so much. Thanks. Thank and you. And if people want to follow along with your writing journey or your art journey, where can they follow you? Ooh. Yes, if you want to connect, um, I'm most active on Instagram, so Roshan underscore James. Uh, you'll also find me on Facebook um, and LinkedIn, too, if you're there. Perfect. So, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank it's been you. really wonderful to chat about this more. Thank you. Um, we're going to hear another local song now from Tree Phones, a local solo artist. He actually released an album a few years ago called Pink Objects. And when I was trying to think about what song to play, this seemed like the right fit. So this is his song, Fuzzy Dream Machine, from the album Pink Objects by Tree Phones.
just heard Fuzzy Dream Machine by Tree Phones here on On The Scene on Midtown Radio. Well, it is time for my favorite segment that we've started on this show. We started it in the summer and we're keeping it going in this fall season. It's time for the three stars of KW. I still wish I had sound effects. I don't know, what do stars sound like? star sound I don't think that was a star sound <laughs> well every it's episode speeding slash like car skidding out <laughs> a car crash or a yeah. star every episode of on the scene we are choosing three things in KW that deserve VIP status and a little shout out for how great they make our cities 
So, my first star for tonight. It's simple, but Romeo Sex Fighter, the band. Okay. They now have a residency at Room 47 in Uptown Waterloo every Friday night. Amazing. They play there every Friday. So they're a staple. They're that's a like staple. A, that's like, like, a, like a Shania Twain Vegas residency yeah, kind of like. But Uptown Waterloo, Romeo that's Sex That's how you Rider. know you've made it in the KW music scene. <laughs> when you get like the Vegas style residency, but here in the region. <laughs> that's fantastic. Good for them. Okay. And we did hear actually a little Romeo Sex Fighter before, uh, before, before the, show. the show. Good stuff. What is your star this week? You get to give a star. Usually Derek does the second star, but you're here this week. I know. There's honestly a lot of pressure on me for this. I didn't want to let people down. I wanted to choose something that people were familiar with, that people that was really like a fixture of our community. Okay. So uh, my second star, or like the second your star, star, my star for today is Petey's Park Street Bench. Do you know what? Petey's Park Street Bench? <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, actually, yes, because yeah, it's on you our do. street. Yes, we it's live on our Park street. street. We're on Park Street. The so, red and yellow bench? Yes. Petey's Park Street bench is that a red and a yellow park bench that is on someone's front lawn on Park Street. And I always walk by it, and I always say, wow, that looks like a very comfortable bench that I'd like to sit on. But it's on someone's front lawn. So then I think <laughs> to myself, can I sit on it? Or is this a bench just reserved for Petey? Is it Petey's bench or is it <laughs> dedicated to Petey? I don't know. I'd like we to know the know. history of this bench. But it gets a star. It gets a star. That is like, that's a <laughs> fixture of my walks. It is. And then someday I will sit on that bench. <laughs> okay. Our third star for tonight. This is actually our very first fan submitted star. I always tell people, send us ideas if you have them. And uh, yesterday, Sam Nabby sent us his submission for a three-star a three star of KW. It is the Dill Pickle Poutine from Meltwich in downtown Kitchener. That's fantastic. I've never been, but he sent me a picture, and it looked fantastic. Sweet. So Sam Nabby says the Dill Pickle Poutine from Meltwich deserves a star. All right. You know what? That wouldn't get my star, but I really <laughs> appreciate that from Sam. It Shout would get out my to Sam, star. Friend of the show and all-around great human being and musician. He's got a show coming up, doesn't he? He does. He does. He has a ton of shows. He actually just announced like three shows on his Instagram today. So Amazing. Go check out Sam Nappy. He's doing cool <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, thank you, our three stars of KW, for making Kitchener-Waterloo an amazing place to be. We thank you for your service, as always. If you have a suggestion for another star of KW, be it a menu item, a place, a person, a random object, or park bench, send it our way on Instagram at OnTheScenekW. Well, it is time for us to hop into our second interview of the night. We always love chatting with folks that are making cool art things in the KW community and also the people that are having the spaces that we can do these things, having events, hosting live music, hosting live performances, drag nights, community events, comedy nights. So we are very excited to chat with our next guest. Ben Metcalf is the co-owner and sellerman here at Arabella Park Beer Bar, where we've been live broadcasting all night. Arabella Park opened its doors in 2016 and is now a staple in KW for an incredible selection of curated beer, wine, cider, and 
alcoholic beverages too. Ben has been here since the beginning as a bartender and has changed roles over the years and is now the person making all the great decisions on the big blue board. We're excited to chat with him. Welcome to On The Scene, Ben. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thank you for having us. We're excited <laughs> to live to uh, live broadcast here tonight. Mutually beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've worked at Arabella Park since its opening. That's right. I'm really curious. How did you get involved? How did, did you just see that they were opening a cool craft beer bar and decide to apply? Yeah, there was an an ad that worked. I don't even remember where it was hosted, but a friend of mine sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was somewhat interested at the time of getting out of where I was. Yeah. Um, but that place got me down the craft beer road a little bit more and then saw this and was very interested and applied. And it was a pretty regular interview process from there. But um, yeah, I can remember I can remember it very well. Um, and it was kind of regular and it worked out well and mm-hmm. got hired on. And uh, yeah, that was almost seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, Ben, was the job posting for Sellerman? <laughs> no. Not at that time. Okay. They did you were, just sort uh, of take on that title? Did you well, someone had title? this job before I did. Okay. And um, that person went on to other things. And when they left, I was very interested in doing the job. So that was about like six-ish months in. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I kind of got that role fairly quickly after being initially hired but initially hired was just to bartend this place was opening they needed staff yeah I was I was one of those staff nice yeah Matt Matt is very curious about the title of sellerman sure just it sounds like the coolest job in the world first of all it also kind of sounds like a superhero okay (laughs) spider-man superman sellerman right oh fair I've never had that angle on it but I get it yeah that's funny I like it (laughs) Um, So you said you were kind of working in the craft beer scene before being at Arabella. I'm curious, do you remember the first craft beer you ever tried? Hmm. Matt has talked about this part. Matt's like a big craft beer nerd. So I'm curious. Um, Yeah, I mean, the story kind of goes that um, there was a lot of European, English, German imports. I think that kind of started me down the train that like my dad was drinking or friends of his kind of older dudes in my circle were drinking and I was like oh this is different than what I know beer to be yeah um, and it all kind of came from the LCBO shelves at that time yeah so the, yeah there was cool European imports and that was kind of a light bulb and then from there you just kind of get exploratory and decide what you want to pick off a shelf and yeah. like things like um Bone Shaker from yeah. Amsterdam was Classic. definitely one of the first. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mad Tom. Um, twice as Mad Tom. Twice as Mad Tom. If you're feeling a little risky, <laughs> sure, sure. Can't say I didn't try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But things that were just kind of popular, more popular at the time, had yeah. a larger presence, I guess. Were easy to access, for sure. But still in the craft umbrella. Yeah. Um, were what started it and then you know things kind of got a little more microcosmic from there finding out local breweries and tasting their stuff and what the initial kick of interest was in the beginning just kept rolling 
and you get more and more interested and um, discover more and more interesting things. Yeah. And that ball sort of continues to roll. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So when you're picking out beers or ciders for Arabella Park, do you go out searching? Do places come to you? Is it a little mm. bit of both? How does that kind of work about choosing all the different things that are on tap here? Sure. Uh, in the beginning, it was a lot of research and reaching out, mm -hmm. for sure. That, that was a big part of the job. Establishing contacts, researching whether those contacts are worthwhile, <laughs> developing relationships. Uh, many of them continue through to today. Mm. And over the years, it's shifted from me doing that and being concerned about reaching out to, yeah. uh, I'm, and I, I hope that I sound humble when I say this, but now it's kind of reversed. People, yeah. I think, have noticed our reputation and the care we put into it and um, the detail orientation. And um, more often than not, people are reaching out to me cool. instead of the reverse. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you certainly have grown an incredible reputation in town. Like, I remember when we moved back to Kitchener five years ago, so many people told us to come here. Like, basically anyone that we would talk to that were like, oh, where's a good spot to go in town? Like, everyone would say Arabella Park. They were just like, it's a really cool craft beer bar. Like, they have so many good choices. They have a great patio. They have a great vibe. Like, multiple people would tell us to come here. And now it's become, yeah, a place that we come to regularly. So. That's, like, awesome. When we moved, uh, when, I, when I thought about spots that I wanted to live when I grew up, when I was, mm. you know, a little younger, maybe in university or probably a little hot in high school as well, it's like I wanted to live buy a great bar like a craft beer bar mm -hmm. and i also wanted to live by a train and now we are lucky enough to do both and like we're realizing we for that. a house yeah we're like oh this is the perfect spot we have like the lrt right there and like the best craft beer bar in the region like yeah. within walking distance we can stumble home after a late night totally awesome. Awesome. take the train exactly <laughs> you have well, choices yeah, yeah. we wouldn't take the train no, to our I house know, it's, uh, we could take the train somewhere else yeah <laughs> How about that inflection? <laughs> so for people that haven't been here, shame on them. I'm recommending that you do come here. Um, but you have all these beers and ciders and wine as well on a big blue board, like a dry erase kind of board. Um, glass I'm tile. I, yeah, <laughs> glass tile, not dry erase. But you use dry erase marker, mm -hmm. chalk marker. Um, they're all listed on the board. I'm so curious, does the order matter? Do you have things always in a specific order? Like I know cider is always uh, on the right side. Cider is always like number 12 and 13 or something like that. But Oh, I see, order... like when you're looking up at yeah. it? Right, so that relates to what's behind the wall, which yeah. are three different temperature controlled fridges. Oh, I didn't know that, okay. Right. So that obviously lends itself to proper serving temperature yeah. of different styles. So the short answer is yes, but that's why. So if you're looking at the wall on the left side is darker styles of beer, that fridge mm. is kept the warmest. And then in the middle tends to be um, IPA and Saison. And then on the furthest right sector is um, sours and pale ales and wheat beers and lagers and ales and ciders, yeah. which are kept the coldest. That's cool. Okay, yeah. I haven't noticed the trend before, but I was like, there must be a magic behind uh, behind what order all the beers go in. For sure, yeah. Very cool. I think the most 
notable difference is the colors and people always tend to obviously identify like oh dark styles are on that end and that's like four (laughs) taps and then beyond that they're all kind of pale looking or pink if they're fruited or whatever but yeah yeah, there are some uh, distinctions nice cool what are you most excited about that's on tap right now or in a can or bottle right now Mm. what's something that's exciting for you right now yeah we recently tapped a keg of uh, Bellwood's dry hopped come what may okay which in its previous iterations has been a collaboration with De La Seine, which is a pretty notable brewery out of Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, not this time, but still a very similar, if not identical, recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a fooder-aged hoppy Brett beer. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Bellwoods is, is a great, great brewery. Totally. Yeah, and you One guys have best. done like takeovers here. Have you done that before? With Bellwoods? Yeah. Yeah, I think three times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they're a great spot. They're a great spot. to collab with. And they're great to work with, too. They've uh, they've got a lot figured out. Nice. Is Bellwoods, that's, awesome. the, that's the Jelly King? Yeah. They the are sour? responsible for the Jelly King, yeah. That yeah. Is, that's such an iconic beer. It 100%. Is. That's one of those it's beers cultish. where... Yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, can we circle back to, like, the job that you're doing? How does how does one become a cellarman? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no formal training that you have to do? Do you have to do, like, the beer judge certification program bef- before you get like the I, official uh, okay I understand um, no not in this place anyway <laughs> I do remember when applying here though they said that um, if you had like your Cicerone it's an asset Okay. Uh, and I remember that choice of word feeling so right it's like it's not necessary Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we're not going to hire you if you don't have it but if you do you know bonus points kind of thing yeah. fair enough um, so either I don't know, you, you need to be informed and kind of educated. So you get that one way or the other. And if it's formally recognized, cool. If not, then, I don't know, you better be able to show it in other ways, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I think it's like, that's kind of been the story of craft beer a little bit, right? Where like not everybody, at least, you know, I know there's a lot, it's a lot more common now to do like formal beer training, but like previously a lot of craft brewers would just start like home brewing mm-hmm. in their garage or like homebrewing for their friends and then it would just yeah. graduate up to like okay like I really enjoy doing this oh there's some equipment that I can get that maybe I can start doing it a bit commercially as a nano brewery I feel like that's like that do-it-yourself attitude is kind of like emblematic of the craft brewing scene yeah um, I'd agree yeah yeah it's pretty accessible to anyone as far as like a hobby would go mm-hmm. and in Kitchener at least there's a lot of resources oh yeah um, and even if you're in I don't know, a remote city like the online world now, brewing supply is very large. Um, so, yeah, you kind of just teach yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Have you homebrewed? I have. Did it go well? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's more than it did for me. Then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Can we, Allison, can we do an impromptu three question segment here with Ben? I know it's not in the uh, not in the questions, but I'd like to do this. What do you mean three questions? I have segment? three questions for Ben. See, Matt's not usually here. He's the he's the I'm surprise taking over. co-host. I'm this taking week. over. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, this sounds good. Yeah. Okay, make him keep him snappy. Sure. Though. Okay. Question number one. Ben, are you ready for this? I think so. <laughs> okay. If you were a beer, yeah. What style of beer would you be? Ah. I'd be a like barrel aged Brett saison. Okay. Give us the rationale. <laughs> Why is Ben a barrel aged Brett saison? Oh, man, I thought it's just, like, what I like the most. No, no, you got to justify <laughs> oh. it. <laughs> oh, because it's layered and complex, and you delve into it more and more. 
as you continue to drink it and it develops over time. Yeah. Beautiful. That is a great justification. That's perfect. Uh, question number two. Uh, would you have to go with, a, like, would you choose a lager or a stout if you could only choose one of those options? Lager. Lager. How come? Lagers, too, I think, don't, they're starting to, but they kind of just get passed over as, like, the traditional tasting, easy drinking option. But there's so much to them, and I respect them for that. It takes time. It takes like select ingredients. The process of brewing them requires attention. Um, and they're subtly nuanced tasting beers when they're done really well. Um, and I got nothing against stouts, but I just have a greater appreciation for the style of lager and what is required to get to the finished product. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. Like with lagers, there's nowhere to hide. That's right. If there, if there's any off flavors, if there's any improper practices that you, when you're brewing it or any sort of like contamination, you can't it's cover really that up with tell. extra you know, grain or, or anything like that. Right, so. right. All right, uh, last question. And this is an important one. That's actually, this is the least important one, to be honest. If you, if you had to choose one non-craft beer, like one commercially available big box store beer, yeah, sure. what are you going for on a Friday night? OV. OV. Oh, yeah. That was our three-star last week. Was it really? So last week, our one of our stars of KW was that Strikers mm-hmm. uh, in Kitchener has, like, very cheap bottles of OV, like every Great. day of the week, too. It's like, I don't know what the price was, but it was very low. Yeah. So, OV. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Yeah, is a sort of guilty pleasure old boys beer, I guess, yeah, for sure. Enough. Enough. Yeah. Oh, so there's that. always like a couple of those beers that are like, you know, mass purchase. I mean, and they're they're not bad, right? No. Like you want to support local, you want to support craft, but like every once in a while you've got to crack open, you know, something just to quench the thirst. Yeah. Different situations call for different stuff. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> those are my three questions. Those are good questions. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Arabella Park before we wrap things up. Um, so you've been at Arabella Park since the beginning, almost eight years now. Um, I'm curious, what's been a memorable moment for you? I'm sure there's tons, but like an event, a special night. Mm. What's been something that's kind of stood out of like making Arabella Park such a special place in KW? Okay. I wish I, I wish I got this one before the interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first one that comes to mind. Okay. The first one that comes to mind was organizing my first tap event. Okay. And it was small. It was four taps, mm-hmm. and it was with Small Pony. And Small Pony wasn't distributing this far west all that frequently then, because that was probably four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was just four taps, but I felt like I brought something to the city that kind of hadn't really been brought there before. I think yeah. there maybe were a spot or two that you could find Small Pony's beer at. But it was infrequent, and I just felt like I kind of helped bring a little something that was very cool a bit more to the forefront. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I always say that, like, Arabella Park is a very cool place. That's what I was saying at the beginning of the show. It's like, just a cool vibe. It is bringing cool to KW, for sure. (laughs) Um, And I I love the variety of events you guys have here in general. Like, you host drag shows, you host comedy shows. 
like art markets, board games nights, craft nights, which yeah. I love. Like people can bring their knitting and yeah. come and, and craft together. Yeah. Um, it's very cool. Um, do you have like a favorite event that you, you've hosted or, or been a part of over the past couple of years? Like choose one? I don't know, or just like in general, what type of events? Like you have kind of big performance ones where people are all watching things. There's more like drop-in community kind of stuff. What, oh, what do you like doing? What's of your Of the vibe? categories. Yeah. Well, mine are the beer-centric events, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> a great answer. Yeah. The top takeover. Yeah. yeah. But of them, I like ones that are thematic, I suppose. Because we have done and will forever do ones that are just like one brewery. You can get all 16 lines and that's cool. Nice. Um, but we've done like bring Hamilton to Kitchener. Mm. And it was Grain and Grit, Fairweather, and Merritt. Oh, so good. Uh, we've done something similar like with Ottawa and Dominion City and Tooth and Nail. Or we've done some like fun release parties around... Uh, the two examples I can think of were collabs between two breweries and like it's a new beer to each of them obviously and you know they release it on the same day that we do and you make a thing of it yeah and nice. yeah very very cool yeah. um are there any events coming up at Arabella I know there's always something on the calendar yeah what do you guys got going on over that yeah while? moving into the uh, colder and therefore slower seasons we tend to focus more on events yeah um, yeah, so I'm looking at seven between now and December. Cool. Okay, um, give it to us. Okay. On October 14th, we're doing a like mini tap feature with Fine Balance for their anniversary. They'll be releasing 10 anniversary beers, seven of which they um, kegged for licensee distribution, so we'll have seven of them. On the 19th, we're doing... A full tap takeover with Bicycle Brewery, which is one that's yeah. fairly new to me, but I've really enjoyed and trusted Bicycle. everything I've had Where from them. Where is that? Have we been there? I've in been Ottawa. there. Oh, in Ottawa. I, yeah, I yeah. used to have a, yeah, uh, I've been there. Like a baseball tee from Bicycle Brewing. Yeah. Like on my first ever tour, uh, Lamers and I, our, my bandmate and I, we did... Like we were so into craft beer that we just like went to all the craft breweries on the way. And Bicycle it. was one of them, and yeah. they were great. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I think they're great. Um, I got put onto them by a patron of ours who was in Ottawa for work or something, and like very nicely brought back like twelve <laughs> cans of Bicycle nice. beer for all of us, and like yeah, kind of tried through some of them and really really liked it, and started a conversation there. They've uh, delivered some stuff before, and then got onto the idea of an event pretty quickly, and now it's happening on the nineteenth. Fantastic. And then on the 29th, we are doing another drag show, a Halloween-themed one, which will certainly be fun. They all are, but yeah. I can see this one being particularly cool. Nice. Uh, on the 2nd of November, we're doing a little thing with Barrel Heart, which is a fairly new, exclusively like barrel-aged saison producer cool. in Dundas. Um, so six taps, and then we're going to do a number of like bottle pours with, I think, 10 other bottles there uh, and the brewer Mark is going to be president and probably going to give a talk about cool. his facility and the beers and mm -hmm. kind of a guided tasting sort of feel nice. uh, on the 16th of November our, uh, our hometown here, Short Finger, just did a little collab with Blood Brothers um, so we're going to do a bit of a release party thing Whoa. for that um, where I think at least there's a good potential for kind of each brewery having 8 
taps splitting the wall. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And then the 7th of December is our 7th anniversary. And then on the 14th of December, and this one I'm pretty excited for, we're going to do a bit of a lager fest with True History and Godspeed. Nice. Which are like two of the four frontal lager producers, I would say. I don't I think I've had either of those ones, mm-hmm. but I'm a lager fan, honestly. Cool. That's yeah. like what I'm feeling lately, so yeah. that'd be a nice yeah, one. Yeah, I tried Godspeed yeah. for the first time last week, and yeah. it blew my mind. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> they never miss. Never miss. It's not that their beer is good. It's like exceptional. It's just on an elevated level when it comes to anything they make, which is, yeah, often lagers. They do some stuff outside of that, but uh, they really honor the Czech brewing history like no other Ontario producer I've seen. Sweet. I'm excited for that then. Count me in. Me too. Good. Great. (laughs) See you there. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Well, lots of awesome stuff happening at Arabella Park. If anyone listening has never been here, truly shame on you. Get your ass over here. <laughs> Such a please. special spot. Yes, please. <laughs> Such a special spot in KW. Um, honestly, just a bunch of cool people doing cool things, being kind and making a really great community here. Um, can always follow Arabella Park on Instagram, Arabella Park Bar, or uh, check out their website for more info about what they're doing, their awesome menu they have as well. Such a fun spot to be. So thanks so much, Ben, for chatting with us and letting us nerd out on beer a little bit too. And uh, I'm excited to check out the big blue board after this show's done. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. We're going to hear one more song to end off our show for the evening. Uh, This is Slow Dance by Amanda Kind. I've done the kind of love where you burn out Mess each other up and get a rundown But being with you feels so old school Let's try not to rush in like fools I wanna slow dance, talk on out pour a glass of cabernet and let you spin me around there's something so sweet about those old melodies so honey pull me close and follow
just heard Slow Dance by local singer Amanda Kind. I chose this song for our episode today because Amanda just released, or just announced, sorry, that she's going to have a brand new album release. It's going to be a collection of some singles she's released over the past year or two, uh, and also a brand new song. So she's going to be having an album release show at St. Jacob's Country Playhouse on November 5th. Should be a really, really special night. She has special guests and friends joining her. Um, so check out Amanda Kind's release show on November 5th. we got to get Amanda Kind on the show. She's been on it before. Uh, I didn't get to interview her, but our very first season, Am- uh, Amanda, uh, Danielle interviewed Amanda because um, she performed in Bestival, actually, uh, that year, last summer. So, yeah, nice. she's been on it. But I think it was an online interview. We've never had her for in-person. So maybe when that album comes out, we can have her on. Yeah, she's That'd absolutely crushing it with her yeah. music. And I think she was on, like, Sirius XM. Yeah. I think she won, like, an award, too, or was yeah. nominated for a couple awards. So, so truly, good. like, a like rising and even, like, risen star, star in the KW, KW. <laughs> uh, music scene, 100%. I love it. Well, we're almost out of time for our show tonight. Allison, we're over time. We're over time. Okay, I was trying to play it cool. <laughs> no, we got to be upfront and we're honest. We're over with the time, listeners. but we're gonna just do some really, really quick event highlights uh, before we wrap things up. I have to give a shout out um, to Derek's uh, upcoming Yachttoberfest that is happening. So Derek, my co-host. Uh, is DJing tonight. He's DJ Good Doctor, if you ever heard the name around town. But uh, he is hosting Yachttoberfest at the Grand Surf Lounge this Sunday for the long weekend. So he's going to be playing Yacht Rock all weekend, which is like so opposite of Oktoberfest, which I love. Um, Sunday, October 8th at the Grand Surf in downtown Kitchener. They're going to have a special cocktail menu for the night. There's no cover or anything. Just go have some great drinks, some great food. Uh, Music starts at 8 p.m. until late. Uh, Also this weekend, Sunday, if you want to catch some theater before you go to Yachttoberfest, uh, Midtown Radio is actually having the very first of their live radio drama recording. Um, So Midtown Radio got a grant to record some radio dramas, which are so much fun. We've had them in the past, and we're actually going to be recording six original radio plays that people from the community wrote. Uh, We have a cast. We have a Foley performer that's doing all the sound effects. We have a director. So these radio dramas are going to be recorded, and people can actually come see them be recorded live. Uh, which is kind of fun because radio dramas are all about like the mystery 
but you get to pull back the curtain and watch us do it. So um, Midtown Radio is going to be at Apollo Cinema in downtown Kitchener this Sunday at 1.30. You can come and see us record three different plays, uh, The Cage, No Public Transit, 54 Avenue, and and then she tasted cerulean blue so there's going to be three plays that get recorded um tickets are 15 dollars, 13 for members and you basically get to see like a live play come to life so it should be pretty cool <laughs> that is fantastic yeah i love a good radio drama yeah me too I something also, very I, classic about them yeah it just reminds me of that fraser episode where they record uh that halloween radio yeah. drama it's my favorite <laughs> fraser episode so good well we'll see if these ones uh measure up to the fraser halloween episode i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure it's a t- tough bar to get to but i'm sure they will i, think I can't so. wait to hear them i think so Well, that is all that we have for our show tonight. But uh, it's been so much fun being back at Arabella Park for an episode of On the Scene. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back every single Thursday until December for a new episode with new guests, more local music, and more fun events. On the Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. And a special, special thanks to my guests, Roshan James and Ben Metcalf. And thank you to Arabella Park for hosting us this evening. And thanks so much, Matt, for being the man on the sound tonight. No problem. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Now, if you stay tuned to Midtown Radio, you can hear our new local music playlist, followed by a brand new episode of Shady Lounge at 9 p.m. This show used to be on Sunday afternoons, but is now on Thursday nights for the fall season. And you can join host Alan Jalisja for two hours of indie hits, hidden gems, and long-lost B-sides. Well, uh, next week, we are going to be at... Oh, just a second. I was going to open my schedule. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know if it's going to open peek behind the curtain. I gotta think. Oh, wait. Nope. I forget where we're gonna be next week. That's okay. Next week, we're interviewing a new local band on the scene. Lou Blue, I think is their name. Uh, And also we're gonna be interviewing local drag king Manny Manila. So very excited to chat with the two of them. So stay tuned to figure out where we're gonna be next week for On the Scene. I'm Allison Dijak. I've been here with Matt Rappolt. And thanks for listening, everyone.